Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is Wednesday afternoon. We're halfway to the weekend. I'm Scoot on the air. It is December the 20th. Glad you are with us this afternoon. WGNO-TV uh, came up here. Uh, the reporter, uh, Ashley Hamilton, uh, just uh, left a few minutes ago. And they wanted to know um, about my thoughts on uh, Dick Clark, uh, the New Year's Eve, uh, Rocket New Year's Eve canceling at New Orleans this year. So we'll talk a little bit, of, a little bit about that. And, uh, y- you know, look, I just I want to let everybody know that, that while that's canceled, that doesn't cancel New Year's Eve in New Orleans. This is still one of the best places to celebrate New Year's Eve. And that's not going to change. So the Dick Clark celebration is not here. And. What I heard from my source was that they they were concerned about crime in New Orleans and they didn't want to send people here because they didn't think it was was safe. So Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve is going to be in New York, Las Vegas and Los Angeles. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Also, I wrote a blog that is still trending on our website at WWL.com about the renegade ATV and dirt bike riders. Um, Is is there a change in the fight against crime in New Orleans? I mean, I'm getting some hints that maybe there, there, there are changes in place, and, and that's really a very, very good thing. All right, so you remember the Christmas controversies of the past. I mean, there have been so many. The war on Christmas, essentially made popular in the early uh, 2000s by uh, Bill O'Reilly and the Fox News Channel. I mean, they really went with it. I mean, they, they, created, um, they created something out of nothing because nobody was denied the opportunity to celebrate Christmas in the way they want to celebrate Christmas. Nobody. And there was a lot of, um, you know, fear mongering about, you know, oh, my God, you can't say Merry Christmas anymore. We've always said Merry Christmas on this show. And I hear Merry Christmas all the time. And, and we'll talk about happy holidays and, and you know, why, why that became a part of it. It was more about money and, and customers and relating to consumers than it was about anything else. Also, uh, a plus-sized woman is now being criticized uh, with posts on social media because she went on social media and she was posting how to get a free extra seat on an airline. Now, we talked recently about Southwest Airlines announcing a policy allowing oversized passengers to get an extra seat free. Now, that's good. I think it's good. But what happens if you get bumped off a flight because somebody needed an extra seat? How do you feel about that? And this uh, plus-sized woman is being criticized because she was talking about uh, the, the techniques on, on how you can try to score uh, a free seat. So we'll get into that a little bit. 
A federal judge has ordered that the documents containing the names of some of Jeffrey Epstein's associates, some of his customers, if you will, this federal judge has ordered that the documents be unsealed and released to the public after the first of the year. I am thrilled. I'm sure a lot of people are very nervous, very nervous. But I think the names of those who benefited from Jeffrey Epstein's services of providing underage girls to, in many cases, rich, powerful people, I think those SOBs should be exposed. I think we should know who did that. And we haven't known up to now. I've always talked about, whenever we talk about sex trafficking, I've always talked about how I think more should be done to attack the, the men who create a market for this. There are some rich men, many with power, and they create a market for the sex traffickers. These men want to have sex with underage girls. I think we should know who they are. And maybe that will discourage some people from doing that. But it's, it's something that is kept secret, and I think it's kept secret quite often because a lot of the people in this position are rich and powerful, and they can prevent their name from, from getting out. They, they can pay for privacy or use their power to, to, to maintain privacy. I, you know, I think these people should be exposed. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. We'll talk a little bit about that later. And a forensic lip-reading expert says Taylor Swift did not drop the F-bomb when uh, there was um, uh, maybe an interference call against uh, Travis Kelsey, her boyfriend, that wasn't called in the end zone of the game against the Patriots the other day in uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. It sure looked to me like Taylor Swift said that word. It, I mean, it, it seemed pretty obvious, but this forensic lip reading expert says, no, she didn't say that. So anyway, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later uh, this afternoon. Also, you know, a lot of stuff is, uh, is going on. Um, Donald Trump is not going to be on the, the ballot in, in Colorado. Uh, I don't think that's a state that he has to win. So I don't know what a, what a big deal that is. We'll have to see if other states follow along with that. And so, yeah, we've just got a lot to get to this afternoon. If at any time you want to join us with a comment about anything we talk about, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Hey, this is the week leading into Christmas weekend. Christmas is less than a week away. It's Monday, and it's still uh, kind of cray-cray out there. So just, uh, you know, make sure you've got your patience with you if you go anywhere or do anything. Ian is off. Coleman is our studio producer. Good afternoon, sir. Well, Scooter, I have to tell you, I'm feeling really good today because you dropped off a Christmas cookie. Uh, Diane Newman stopped in the studio. She dropped off a Christmas Coke, the liquid kind, not the Snow White kind. Okay. But I am concerned because <laughs> yesterday, you know, I mentioned that, you know, I was happy that you had free range of your arm, but now today you come in, you have the sling back on. Is I everything know, okay? I know. No, I, you know, I, without going into a lot of detail, I, I, I think I took my arm out of the sling a little too soon, and I was doing a little bit too much, and I woke up this morning in pain. And so, you know, I'm, I'm back in the sling for a while. But, you know, I will be, I will be fine. But thank you for, thank you for well, asking. It's a good thing you wore your good sling for the, w, the uh, News 26 well, interview. Yeah. No, I took it off for the interview. Oh, okay. I don't want people to think that, you know, I've got, I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm lame or something. So, uh, yeah, I took it off for the, for the interview. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot to get to this afternoon. And, uh, you, you know, this, this time of year, uh, we try not to be too serious. There are a few serious things that we are going to need to talk about. And we'll, we'll talk about that. 
But for the most part, we're just going to relate to the 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 attitude of you, the attitude of the audience. I mean, this is this is the holiday season. This is holiday time. And uh, Hanukkah is, is over and, and Christmas is approaching and then Kwanzaa and then New Year's uh, and, and not only New Year's uh, coming up right after that, it's King's Day. And then we have a very early Mardi Gras. So you better start getting some rest because it's going to be like nonstop partying here in New Orleans for uh, for a while now. Uh, Angel Reese has been named sports uh, Sporting News's Athlete of the Year. And that really is, I think, I think awesome. Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman Trophy. He was from LSU. And then now uh, Angel Reese, uh, basketball superstar for the Lady Tigers, is the Athlete of the Year for Sporting News. That's um, pretty cool. All right, let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, um, I, no, I don't want to get into that here. But anyway, we <laughs> we do have a lot to get to. Look, let's go to, uh, to Frank, who's uh, joining us from Long Island, New York. Hey, Frank, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Scooch. Sorry, I haven't been listening the last few days. I had to do some personal things. But you get a kick out of this story. I go to, I can't get the Saints game on my TV, even though I was supposed to be there this past weekend with the Giants. I go to a local sports bar, which has 250 to 300 people there. I walk in, and it's a sea of blue and green because both games are at the same time. Yeah. And every time that the Giants or the Jets score a touchdown, everybody gets a shot at Crown Royal in the place. Well, they never wow. score, neither team. I'm winning the game, right, the whole game. I'm the only Saints fan. I'm there with my championship jacket on, my Kamari shirt. I'm screaming and yelling. Everybody, and I got, they put a TV on because they're all different TVs, all different games. They hold the one TV for me, the owner of the place. So I'm looking at a TV chair. At the end of the game now, it's like about five minutes left in the game, I'm cheering like hell for the Giants. And everybody's looking at me and go, what's going on over there? So my buddy sitting next to me goes, if the Giants score a touchdown, he wins the pool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's. I think, um, I think betting and I think fantasy football. I think those two things have caused people to sometimes they don't want to be very open about it, but I think sometimes it causes them to 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 cheer for players on the other team to do well, even against the Saints. I mean, look. I, I think there are people, and I'm, I'm not into the fantasy football thing, but I think there are, yeah. I think there are people who, if they have a they're choice not. of the Saints winning or them making money because their player does well against the Saints, I think some people would pick their player doing well against the Saints. Yeah, but I was to a point where the Saints was 24-6. So I needed them to get, the Giants get a touchdown, and that's it, and the game. Oh, and the Saints would have won, and I would have won. You know, it's a pool you get into, right? Yeah. You know, like the big checkerboard pools. Right. And uh, it was so they started. Laugh, they were laughing. Three days later, I'm there for Custom Appreciation Day. Once a year, they have it. Three people come up to me, pat me on the back. They go, "We hated the Giants won, but congratulations." People are so nice, you know what I mean? Right. Over here, that, it's all that, about know, the games, all about the sports. That's 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 cool because sometimes you get the image that people from the New York area are. Not very nice. Frank, glad you're listening to the show in Long Island. Appreciate the call. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 1980, John Lennon had his first number one single as a solo artist. And it was this song. On this day in 1980, this song went to number one on the UK charts. And it was John Lennon's first single, number one single as a solo artist. Sadly, it was 12 days after he was murdered. I'm Scoot on the Air. And we'll be back on WWL. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's a Wednesday afternoon. It's time for Scoot on the Air Money Trends with uh, Metairie Bank on WFUL. And Paul Myers is the uh, North Shore Market President for Metairie Bank. He joins us on WFUL. Paul, Merry Christmas. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas, Scoot. How are you doing? I'm good. All right. So, look, um, let's talk about um, the financial advice that you would give younger generations for their spending patterns. And, and younger people um, sometimes um, spend a lot. Sometimes the, the younger generations seem to be a little on the frugal side when it comes to, to certain things. But uh, what, what concerns you about the spending patterns of uh, younger Americans? Well, I, you know, first, because you have a very diverse listening audience, one of the things that I, I want to make sure isn't lost is, is the fact that when you look at – historically, if you look at how people manage money – so much of it is the outside influence that they have and that they experience with with money and with finances. Um, but, you know, and we always talk about how you know people that that live through you know your your grandparents who live through the the Great Depression operate very differently than those who grew up grew up say in the eighties. We become a very much a, a kind of a throwaway type economy as opposed to you you fix things and and things are, are made. To, to last uh, as as an entirety, so it's it's a very different animal. As a matter of fact, I was reading a book, and I know I'm getting off subject, but I was reading a book talking about JFK, and this was actually a topic that when he was running for office, um, one of the issues was when they asked him how he felt he could relate to those who who had dealt with the, the Great Depression. He said, "Well, look," he says, "my family was comes from great wealth. My only experience in understanding the the Depression was when my father." hired additional gardeners so that they would have money to be able to buy food for their family. So again, I, I only share that to say that everything happens differently. And in this generation, especially Gen Z, what you've got is you've got people who um, they grew up in a very different world. Uh, money was very cheap. Things were easily accessible. And what you have now that maybe uh, is is really transformed it is the the fear of missing out or the FOMO mm -hmm. because of the the proliferation of social media. So you've even got when when the study was done, you've got people who 
that are in this younger demographic that aren't afraid to go into debt to ensure that they get Taylor Swift tickets. I mean, I, I only bring that up because that was such a, a huge thing back during the summer and then the fall was, uh, you know, the, the, the massive amounts of money spent to, to get tickets. But um, a lot more spent on experience and, and not as much on things. But when you look at the, the credit card debt of what's going on in the, in the nation, we're over a trillion dollars in, in credit card debt, which works out to like almost $6,000 per person and an average rate of 22%. So, you know, these are things that are, that are real numbers that I, I think you have to weigh the YOLO mentality of you only live once versus doing nothing but preparing for the future, right? Time is a great equalizer in many, many, many instances. So yeah, you have to you have to weigh that. And I think it would it, it would be important for younger generations to have a positive view of the future because if they don't have a positive view of the future, then they're going to be really those so the they're going to have that YOLO mentality like you only live once. Let's just do it now. I mean, we can't predict the future. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and spend it. Well, that's exactly right. And the other thing too, and I don't know about you, Scoot. I don't know how you grew up, but I, I can remember asking my grandfather and my grandmother asking about what something costs and this and that. And, and, and I'm sure there are plenty of listeners out there today that they, they've heard us a thousand times of, well, we don't talk about money. Well, but if you don't talk about money with the younger generations, how do they learn? It's not taught in school. Financial literacy is not taught in school. You know, we, with Louisiana bankers and Metairie Bank and others, we are trying to do our best to, to build financial literacy programs within the communities in all socioeconomic classes, but that is not taught. So if you don't discuss money and money management and how to invest and how to be able to live, right? You live within your means, but you live and you, you have life experiences, but you're also learning that you pay yourself first. Are you investing? Are you taking advantage of the, the 401k or whatever the, the program that, that uh, your employer has. You know, those are all things and components that, that work into understanding financial literacy and being able to enjoy your life while, while you're going through it, but also helping to set yourself up uh, for down the road. And, Paul, I thought it was also interesting how you, you know, talk, you talked about uh, Gen Z and the FOMO attitude, the fear of missing out, uh, and, and social media. And I had not really made that connection uh, before you mentioned that, but it, it definitely is a connection. Oh, it's, it's huge. And I'm, I'm, I read a statistic, and I'm trying to find it real, here, real quick here. Um, but it says, uh, according to a study that was done by Credit Karma, that um, over, over three-quarters of the percent, uh, three-quarters of Gen Z respondents admit to going into borrowing and debt Strictly because of FOMO, of, of some type of an event or, or being present in, in what's going on, which if I can make a little joke here, it's they, they, they're, they're afraid of missing out of whatever experience is going on. But half the time when you look at restaurants or you look at venues and you look at other things 
everybody there, but they're staring at their phone screen. <laughs> no, it's true. And then, they, look, there's no doubt that, that Gen Z is more influenced maybe by social media than any other generation. Uh, uh, Gen, uh, the millennials and Gen X, certainly more than, than baby boomers. But, you know, I think even baby boomers are adapting to this fear of missing out mentality when it comes to uh, social media. I think so. I think, unfortunately, I think that's a little bit of human nature, right? I mean, we, we start to think, you know, I work hard. Why can't I do that? And and yeah. a lot of times it's one you can, but but you got to stay the course. I think it's it's great as we're coming into the new year. It's always great to kind of take a look at the the uh, the family budget, if you will. Where where are you know have you have you looked and are you making sure that all the different subscriptions that you have do you need all of them? Or uh, you know are you are you allocating money so that you can go on the vacation or Hey, look! I'm, I'm. I know I've got a a teen driver that's going to be driving in the next six or eight months. Do you have a plan to to be able to? Um, are you going to have to sh- now share the car? But no matter what, you're going to have to add them on insurance. Uh, or it, has your plan always been able to to try and help them with purchasing a, their first car? All these different things. These are all all plans that you have to. You, you can't stick your head in the sand and just hope it works out. Right, you you gotta you gotta be able to 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 have that that discipline to to put things in, into perspective. Paul, from what you've read, do you think Gen Z and millennials? I mean, they, I don't want to link those two together, but let's just say that the two youngest generations. Do you think that they're more conspicuous consumers than boomers? Oh, that's tough because there's a lot of boomers that that kind of grew up in the '80s when you know, the, the, the proliferation of credit cards and the extension of credit and things like that. So that's a tough one. I will tell you that statistically Gen Z is more comfortable with um, investing and taking part in the stock market and and doing things. Now, now some of that has to do with um, they're investing in, in non non fungible tokens. They're investing in crypto and other things that, you know, the, the Warren Buffett of the world would cautious uh, again um, caution you against doing, but they do feel more comfortable in setting up those types of accounts. Now, what's funny is that same percentage statistically that says that they're comfortable doing it. They also tell you they really don't know how to properly explain to you what they're doing, but they're just comfortable putting the money in. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's a maybe that's a, a form or function of. Um, whereby they, they, you know, you heard you put it into compounding interest. If you just keep putting in it, it keeps growing, you know, uh, as opposed to the, the rich dad, poor dad methodology of, of you buy assets yeah. and you buy assets that um, real tangible assets within, as opposed to stock, real estate and other things that, that uh, pay you through not only the appreciation, but also through, hopefully the cash flow that they bring in each month. Well, Paul, thank you for your time and the uh, information and the inspiration to maybe uh, invest, even though you might not have done that up to this point. Uh, Paul Myers is uh, North Shore Market President for Metairie Bank, and I want to wish you and your family a uh, very Merry Christmas. Same to you, Scoot. And I hope you uh, – are you going to visit your uh, your daughter? Um, it might be my it would be my son and daughter in law and his family. No, I'm I'm not. You know they're busy. They're gonna uh, they're taking a little Christmas trip, so I'm not gonna be there. I'll I'll be here for Christmas, but um, I will find a way to make it happy. Well, I tell you what, stay dry because uh, it sounds like we we might get a little uh, 
little rain on Christmas Day. So stay dry, enjoy yourself, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. All right. Same to you, Paul. Thanks for being with us. All right. Uh, we're going to come back with a lot more. We've got a lot of text to get to, and so we'll get to those in just a moment. I, I want to mention this because it's, um, it's just, it was a, just a, a local institution that is now gone forever. The Bell Chase Tunnel has closed forever. We will always remember that Bell Chase Tunnel. The leaks, the honking of the horns for people who feel like they need to do that with going through a tunnel for, for good luck. The Bell Chase Tunnel closed forever. You know what's happening? I have heard that Plaquemines Parish is trying to keep us out. Closing the tunnel, they're trying to they're trying to keep us out. I'm Scoot, and we will be right back on WWL. All right. So the uh, the text off yesterday was uh, with with a song called Christmas Wrappings, and it's it's an interesting kind of uh, alt Christmas song. It was uh, done by the waitresses in uh, 1981. The waitresses did not win. That was song A yesterday. Song B won. Recognize these voices? Of course you don't. There's nothing distinguishable about them. This is the Spice Girls. And I know our audience hated to vote for the Spice Girls. Had they known it was the Spice Girls, they might not have voted for them. But the Spice Girls beat the waitresses yesterday for the song Christmas Graphics. I'm Scoot on the air. Look, I hope everything's going well for you this holiday season. And I know, look, I know it's crazy out there. And, you know, you try to remember the true meaning of the Christmas spirit. And it's kind of hard to maintain that that spirit when you're in traffic and, you know, and people are acting like jerks. And I, I hope people have been nice to you and I hope things are, are going OK, because this can be a very, very, you know, crazy uh, time of year. Uh, a text says that it was not the uh, it's not the Bell Chase tunnel. It's the Bell Chase, Bell Chase car wash because <laughs> they had so many leaks. You know, whenever I've been through a tunnel, whether it's the, the, the Mobile Tunnel the Harvey Tunnel, Bell Chase Tunnel. I've been through all those tunnels. I always wondered about, you know, those leaks. And, you know, there's that moment that you're in the tunnel. And I can't help but think, what if? I mean, what if the walls of the tunnel came crashing in and you're in it? I mean, it's, it's already leaking. Um, I always thought about that. Now, there were tunnels in Colorado, but there was mountains around the tunnels. I never thought about the mountain caving in. But I've, I've always thought about when you see those, see those leaks, it can't help but think, what if it comes crashing in? Anyway, apparently they've, they've, they've got things figured out. So that is, um, that's good news. All right, uh, Coleman has got a few text messages for us. Yeah, a lot of these uh, messages are about the Epstein list. I think you got a lot of people nervous. Uh, one guy says the judge may, you know, um, unalive himself. I guess that's the best way I can say it on the air without. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. He might um, unblank himself, you know, or might blank himself. You know, uh, I'm assuming the judge was not involved or that judge would not want the names released. But I have always been very, very suspicious about the names on Jeffrey Epstein's list. And I have always been suspicious that they are powerful people, many of whose names of whose names we recognize. And I know a lot of people were on that plane. Ex-President Bill Clinton was on that plane. So a lot of people were on the plane. Now, that doesn't mean they did anything. But, I mean, that's kind of like, um, you know, going to a, a birthday party and saying, well, I never had any of the cake. I mean, if you're, if you're on the plane and you're going to the island... Virgin Island, I think it was part of the Virgin Islands, but they, they weren't virgins there, obviously. 
it seems like um, it, you know just it, it seems like uh, you, you you would have participated in the, the festivities because you know you didn't need Jeffrey Epstein to get you to the islands and I'm sure what he provided was uh, was not cheap so rich powerful men uh, made a market for that and I want to know the names I think their names should be exposed because of what they did they had sex with underage girls all right. This um, text just wants you to, uh, wants your thoughts. Uh, how do you feel about Trump's name being taken off the Colorado ballot? I, you know, I, I mean, I, I you know, it's a, I guess it's a legal issue, and, I, and honestly, I I don't know the legalities of all of that. I mean, it, you know, it seems to me that Trump was involved in the insurrection. There's a, a lot of evidence out there. He has not been convicted. Uh, based on that, uh, a state has decided to take him off the ballot. There are a lot of um, conservatives in this country who want states to have rights. But sometimes when the state doesn't do what you want them to do, people say, well, this isn't fair. A state shouldn't be able to take over this and, and make this decision. Uh, I understand that Trump does not need this state to win, so uh, it will be interesting to see if other states uh, follow. I'll leave you with this one. Uh, a Covington target, the employees were told to say happy holidays to not offend anyone that didn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I know there was uh, I, I know there was a lot of that. But but when, when you say you don't want to offend other people, you're talking about money. You know, you're, you're talking about just including as many people as possible. And when I hear happy holidays, I celebrate Christmas. So when I hear happy holidays, I hear Merry Christmas. And there was a big deal about this in the past, that we were losing Christmas. It was part of the war on Christmas. They're taking Christmas away from us, which, of course, was a bunch of BS. Nobody can take Christmas away from you and your family. And so Happy Holidays was just a, an economic thing where you just, you know, atheists, agnostics, and, um, you know, Jews and, 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 and other people, um, Muslims. There's nothing wrong with saying Happy Holidays. I mean, again, it, 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 um, in my mind, it was essentially like saying Merry Christmas. So it didn't bother me that that uh, was said. But, you know, it seems like people look for things to get upset about. Now, this was something in the past. And, and coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the uh, controversies concerning Christmas in the past. This has been a mild year. No big controversies have, have erupted that I know of. I mean, there are a few things here and there. Somebody stole something from a nativity scene, and, and then there was the Christmas tree up at the school in, in Oregon, and they apologized for the tree up because a Jewish resident was upset about it. But the tree remained up, so it really wasn't a, a big deal. So, um, yeah, there, there, there doesn't seem like there have been any big controversies that we've talked about, but there have been some, some in the past that I think it's kind of embarrassing that they became big controversies. And there's one in particular that I want to I share with you. All right, if you do want to join us with a comment this afternoon about anything we talk about, the Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Also coming up, we're going to talk about uh, the, the federal judge um, ordering the documents containing the names of some of Jeffrey Epstein's associates to be unsealed and released to the public after the first of the year. And I think those names should come out. And then also, uh, I want to follow up on, on what we uh, talked about yesterday, and I think we uh, may have broken the news on this. But I, I had a very reliable source tell me that the Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve was not coming to New Orleans. Now there are a couple of different scenarios as to why it's not coming. What I originally heard from the original source was that it was about crime. Now, there are a couple of other scenarios floating out there. And obviously, New Orleans doesn't want uh, anybody to cancel anything because of crime, because that is a devastating thing, as we mentioned yesterday. 
And I mentioned earlier that um, uh, a reporter from uh, Channel 11, uh, WGNO-TV, uh, Ashley Hamilton came up here to, you know, to talk about that. And apparently, uh, Governor-elect Jeff Landry uh, picked up what I, I said yesterday, and he posted it on social media with a picture um, talking about how he is really eager to get in here and help the city of New Orleans fight the crime problem. And, man, that's awesome. I mean, as you know, when it comes to a lot of issues, I, I'm not in line with, with Jeff Landry. But if Jeff Landry has an idea for the state to help New Orleans fight crime, and if Mayor Cantrell and if uh, D.A. Jason Williams are on board with accepting that information and are going to work with the state, this is an awesome moment because this didn't happen in the past. So it's interesting that uh, Jeff Landry picked up on Dick Clark um, pulling out uh, so anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, coming up in the next hour. All right, it is the uh, holiday season. Hope things are uh, going well for you. And we uh, have, have still got some great Christmas bumper music to continue to uh, share with you this afternoon. I'm Scoot on the air on WWL. I think it's really cool when rock groups do a really nice Christmas song. The name of the song is uh, We All Need Christmas. And this is Def Leppard. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back. On WWL. Well, if you're a baby boomer, you certainly remember this song. It was uh, part of the British invasion. Chad and Jeremy, uh, sad note today on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar on this day in uh, 2020, just a couple of years ago. Uh, Chad Stewart of Chad and Jeremy passed away at the age of 79. He uh, died from pneumonia. And I think they once appeared on the Dick Van Dyke show as a British rock group, the Redcoats. And I think the episode was titled The Redcoats Are Coming. I think it was, I think it was Chad and Jeremy. And uh, they were hanging out at Rob and Laura's house just to, uh, to try to avoid the, the teen craze. All right, we've got a lot to talk about coming up in the next hour, not the least of which is um, a little bit more on the uh, Dick Clark um, decision not to come here, Dick Clark rocking New Year's Eve. But there's still a lot going on. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 